Matheson drifts across field on the outside. The kick from Norman. They go back for it. Hunt goes high, took it, lost it. May have been forced by Parramatta. That might be a try. They'll have a look at it anyway. Oh, they're going to let this bounce into touch. That's a dreadful way to resume. No one wanted to attack the football. Angie at the back. They go. Quick hands away to Jennings. They'll score a brilliant try. It's a Jennings show. George this time. Hard they go, Terra Pose around them, he'll score, he unloaded the ball and they score in any case. Bevan French, I think, will find the fullback. French will chip over the top, Johnson will attack it. Oh, it's plucked out of the air by Jared Hayne, who scores a consolation try. Gatherson, Norman over the top, beautifully taken, great try, Josh Hoffman. The man that scores four tries takes the last tackle of the match. Uh, welcome back to another edition of the Para Podcast. Uh, much like the Parramatta Eels right-hand defence, we are missing four out of five this week, so it'll be a solo with me, uh, just running through the results of last week, and then also just previewing a bit of rep round. There's a couple of players taking part in that, and uh, just touching on a bit of news. So, again, Hamish, your host, and let's jump straight into it with the Eels 24 to the Bunnies 42. Uh, five tries to the Eels, eight tries to the Bunnies. And then if we go into two or five conversions for Gutherson, four from eight from Reynolds, uh, and a penalty goal to the Bunnies. So some positives. We scored five tries. <laughs> uh, on the reverse side of that, uh, the Bunnies scored eight tries, um, and especially that period from the uh, commencement of the second half through to about the 65th minute, um, so 35-minute period there, uh, uh, sorry, 25-minute period there, we were just uh, hopeless on that right-edge defence. Um, now, I did say before in the preview that that left edge of the Bunnies uh, is lethal. Um, I don't want to move away from that, and they threw a couple of different combinations and what have you, but uh, there's no excuse for uh, Robert Jennings being just completely untouched on so many of those plays, and as soon as the scrum was packing, I think the Eels would have been better off to, to not pack the scrum and take the scrum penalty. Um, because they had absolutely no idea how to read that edge. Um, you had Gutherson and Takarangi sliding, whilst George, uh, uh, sorry, Michael was coming flying in, which of course had to bring George flying in, and all that Robert had to do was catch the ball, and and he, he had acres of space to, to, to put it down. Um, and that's a complete lack of footy fundamentals, complete lack of communication on that right edge, um, disappointing. Uh, there's no way of putting it. It, it. I think Brad Arthur summed it up best, reserve grade. And I would put that even below reserve grade. That's probably under 20s uh, jersey flag level of uh, defensive um, reads there. And Michael Jennings, I, I, I've said before, I don't like to single some players out, but um, you know, at this point in time, the drop-off in his performances since that Warriors game, it's, it's actually pretty alarming. Uh, to watch somebody who, you know, has played internationals, played Origin, uh, been at the height of uh, his powers, and uh, he's certainly looking uh, less than mortal at this point. Um, Yeah, it's not good enough from him, especially in his 250th game. And then on the other end of that, uh, kick defusal, disgusting. 
Josh Hoffman, you've just got a. It's a big fall from grace from somebody who thought he was going to be the uh, Broncos fullback going forward. Uh, obviously, that didn't pan out. He went to the Titans. Now he's at the Eels. Uh, from what I understand, he's got some sort of chronic knee injury as well. So I'm fairly certain, whilst he might have a year left on his contract, this is probably going to be the last year for for Hoffman. Uh, four errors all coming under the high ball. Uh, our back three had no response to those Adam Reynolds uh, torpedo bombs. And, uh, of course, Bevan French with two errors to himself. Uh, not great. Beyond that, as soon as we made those errors, then we just didn't complete our sets. And um, we just defended the whole of well, about a 35-minute period from just before second half until about the 65th minute. Um, so just going through the stats, 46% possession, 36 total sets, um, 20 less runs, three, uh, 250 less metres, uh, three line breaks to the Bunnies' eight, and they are plus five line breaks. That That's where the damage was done. Seven to ten offloads. Uh, kick metres, Bunnies kick for an extra 200 kicks metres. Tackles, we made an extra 40. Missed tackles, 32 to 19. Penalties conceded. So Bunnies conceded seven, we only conceded four. But then if you look on the next category, ten errors to five. And the majority of those were tackle one, fielding a kick. Uh, we just coughed it up. Not good enough from the back three. Um, a couple of players that I do want to shout out, because I thought they, they, they were fairly good. Uh, Jared Hayne, of course, bagging another try. Uh, was, was a pretty lucky bounce. Um, it's an effort play there. Chasing the kick. That's something that we haven't done this year. And uh, chasing the kick, the bounce was the worst bounce for the defender, but the best possible bounce for Hayne, and then he scores a try. Um, I like to see that effort, even though we'd just been completely punished for and blown off the park for 35 minutes. Um, to see a player still turning up in those, you know, they might be garbage time minutes, but uh, it's better that they are showing up than uh, throwing in the towel. Um, also, Nathan Brown, I thought for that first 30-minute period, our forwards certainly matched it with the Bunnies and probably had the better running of it all um, until, um, of course, we just started uh, leaking tries for fun. And um, I thought our forward pack, especially Nathan Brown, he was fantastic for that first period. But again, we didn't have the ball for what probably it would have been. We would have about two or three minutes in that 30-minute uh, period where the Bunnies put on all their tries. Um, so there's not much your forwards can do other than try to tackle their asses off. And all of those tries were scored down the right edge, none through the middle. So um, it's not. it wasn't the middle defence um, that was... The, the problem this week. It was certainly that right edge defence and um, they'll need to be a lot better because uh, we're about to come up against the Dragons uh, the week after next after the global buy. Um, one other thing we should touch on is young uh, Reed Marnie getting sighted again for a crusher tackle. Um, to me it just shows that the club were completely wrong in accepting that charge last in the game against the Cowboys because now Reed's going to have to sit out a week for a crusher tackle, which on the face of it was a crusher tackle, but again, inconsistency from the match uh, officials throughout the weekend. Um, a couple were called, uh, others weren't, so uh, it's a luck of the draw. Unfortunately, uh, the club, I think, has made the wrong decision in not challenging his initial dangerous throw, um, where I thought Vavo was probably the main contributor to that tackle against uh, in in the Cowboys match, and now Reed's going to have to sit out a week 
Um, so unfortunate for the young man, but hopefully he'll come back pumping for our game after the Dragons match, which I believe is against the Knights, but don't... Yes, that's right, against against the Knights. Um, all right, well, let's jump into the other rounds, and spoiler alert, it doesn't get much better. Uh, Wyong Roos against Wentworthville, 42-20, to 20, four tries to seven, so Davis Rogers, and a bit of positive, Lalesi Wow getting a try, so... Uh, the young winger is back from that thumb injury. First game back, scores a try. Um, I didn't check out all his stats, but uh, presumably he was running for a couple of hundred metres, like usual. And, of course, Ava with a try as well. Davis with a terrible uh, day off the boot. Um, and then the Wyong Roos converting seven from seven. So that's why that score seemed to blow out. Um, Again, unfortunate for the Wente players, but it's just a, a lack of talent in that division with all the injuries that we've had this season. Uh, there's just no depth left. Um, moving on to Flegg, uh, in another scoreline that blew out, and I'll touch on why it did, 42 to the Roosters to the L16, with tri-scorers Akafalau, Afu, and Stefano Utui-Kamanu. Um, I don't think we touched on it last week, but Stefano's try against... Um, uh, Queensland in the under-18s origin uh, is something to behold. Stefano is one of those up-and-coming up and forwards, somebody to keep an eye on. Um, I can see him going far in the flag division and possibly uh, going up to the uh, ISP sometime next year, but we'll just have to see how he does pan out and follow him closely. He's had some bad injuries um, but he has come back this season, and he, he certainly looks like a, a prop forward to keep your eyes on for the future. Now, touching on why that score blew out, from what I understand, uh, we used our last two conversions just before the uh, final 10 minutes of the game, and then unfortunately copped an injury. So we played the last 10 minutes with 12 men against 13, and the Roosters put on five, four tries in that final 10-minute period. So it was pretty close. Uh, we were actually leading up... Uh, well, not leading, but... It was pretty close up until that final 10 minutes when we only had 12 men. So just one of those unfortunate things for the boys. Hopefully they can pick themselves up and get ready for not this weekend, but the following weekend when they'll be uh, back in action. Uh, women's, as we touched on, Paul Wente, 56 nil. They went down. Cabramatta won. Uh, Cabramatta have got a number of players that will be playing in the big uh, leagues for the women. Um, also, women's players that have played for the Australian team who will be playing Origin this Friday night. So the Wente girls, uh, sorry, the Wente women, uh, just uh, a class below uh, the level that everybody else is at this year. And there's not much they can do except show up every week, work on their footy fundamentals and get better each week. And it should be said that uh, the scoreline is less than what it was last time. So there is some improvement, but a lot more improvement needed. The one positive... Well, actually, there's two. But Ron Massey Cup, Western Suburbs Magpies against Wente. Magpies, uh, we won that game 26-18. to 18. Bo uh, Henry scoring a double. Um, but I don't expect to see him anywhere else other than in Ron Massey Cup. Should be noted that Wente took out the Ron Massey Cup last year. So hopefully we can have at least one win in one grade this year. Getting through to a grand final. But hopefully they just keep that string of form up uh, next weekend. Uh, sorry, this coming weekend, because Ron Massey and Shield do play this weekend, while all the other grades are on a global buy. Uh, jumping into the Shield, Wente went down to East Campbelltown, 30-10. A uh, bit of a shame there, but hopefully they can pick themselves up next week and get 
a win, and the Guildford Owls surprisingly came up with a, will, uh, a win against the Hills District, 28-10. to 10. Uh, So congratulations to some of the, the young development guys playing in the shield um, for the Owls. Uh, so I'll touch on some news next. Starting with the news of the internal review. Uh, so following what uh, has happened, we touched on it last week, but the Eels are going to launch an internal probe. So they won't be having, I think we thought it may be Madge McGuire come in to, to run the review. It's going to be an internal review in which the Parramatta board is about to face its first big test after tasking itself with the responsibility of reviewing the club's dismal season. Uh, the directors decided they had the necessary experience to handle the task themselves and have begun a sweeping review of all facets of the football operation. It's understood Brad Arthur, while under intense pressure, isn't currently in the firing line. There were suggestions that Wayne Bennett or other potential coaching replacements have been sounded out are off the mark. Uh, I can tell you without any doubt the Wayne Bennett rumours were a load of rubbish. Uh, I don't know who kept whipping them up, um, but that's... Uh, been put to bed. Um, there's no, there's no outreach. There's been no contact between Bennett and and the Eels. From what I understand, Bennett uh, is is still contracted to the Broncos next year. And now that Craig Bellamy has uh, re-signed with Melbourne for the next three years, there's there's just no way that. That, that that was ever going to come off. I, I don't know where those rumours came from, but it's a lot of crap. Um, so one of the issues that has surfaced is that we need a head of football. Uh, Ham has touched on that previously. Uh, I think what's happened in the past, obviously there's been huge, huge legal bills coming from the, legal, uh, from the football department and the leagues club has had to cut back on the spending. That's Max Donnelly's job to get the leagues club back into... Uh, the black as opposed to being in the red. Um, so this season we've had a sharp downfall in uh, money from the leagues club flowing through to the football club, and that's a result of uh, and that's 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 had significant results on the field. Um, those critical appointments, as you can see, our, our former wrestling coach now at the Bunnies. And the Bunnies are at top of the table, so uh, what does that say about that? Uh, defensive coach, we, we didn't have one until Kidwell came along uh, for mine. Uh, it's nice to have a uh, assistant coach to bounce ideas off of, but Kidwell certainly wouldn't be my first choice. And um, I think our defensive structures are probably showing that in Kidwell's previous position in New Zealand and, and West Tigers, uh, I don't think there was any real great defensive cohesion in either of those teams. Um, it's also been acknowledged internally that the playing roster will need to be overhauled. I think that's pretty uh, clear. There's a lot of older players that are moving on. And can we just dispense with this myth that the majority of our young juniors are playing for Manly or the Seagulls feeder club Blacktown? Uh, there are juniors playing for Blacktown workers, but gosh, you know, you look at some of the names. Were they ever going to be playing first grade for the Hills or at any other club? And uh, my response to that would be no, uh, other than Kalepi Tanganoa, uh, who certainly got a gig earlier this year. But Kalepi, I think, is at best a, prompt, uh, a bench prop. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to rise much above that. And he'd already had two cents of the Eels, one up at the Cowboys, and to show for it, he'd had about eight or nine NRL games. So outside of that, there's there's no real players. And, and if you look at Manly's squad this season, they've used up 28 players. And um, a lot of the, the ones playing in, in, in Blacktown workers uh, aren't first-grade affiliated. So I think we need to dispense with that myth. And then I think if you look at some of the older players, we touched on it last week, um, but Michael Jennings, uh, he's got a two-year option in his favour. He can probably be moved on, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> there's some interest from Newcastle Knights, but his form's been awful. And also somebody like Josh Hoffman, who's just a, 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 a squad filler at this point. Uh, there's a fair few that could be moved on. Babe Matungi we've touched on before. Uh, I think... Uh, King will probably be moved on, but uh, we'll just have to see what this internal review pulls up. Uh, next bit of news would be the um, revelations of Jason Irvine, previously uh, worked at the Eels. From what I understand, he was an appointment in the Ricky Stewart era, and Ricky Stewart leaving the club, one of the stipulations on him getting paid less was that Irvine kept his job. Um, unfortunately, that's resulted in some headaches uh, flowing on from that. So, uh, in Downing Centre local court yesterday, being the uh, Mon- no, what are we at? Tuesday, sorry, of this week, Tuesday the nineteenth, uh, he was facing allegations. He submitted false invoices and created a false sponsorship deal worth almost ninety thousand dollars to help the Eels dodge the salary cap in fourteen and fifteen. Uh, apparently he only paid a fraction of that money to players and instead spent thousands on personal expenses, including iTunes vouchers, vet bills, grocery and power bills. So the Crown Prosecutor asked Scott Seward to arrange... Uh, sorry, told the court, Ive Irvine was asked by former Eels CEO Scott Seward to arrange for the landscape management company Green Options to make payments to Hayne and Mossop. Irvine then instructed Green Options to create false invoices for the removal of concrete debris, rock and rubbish, which never performed, and then he created false sponsorship deals with landscaping company. Um, according to court documents, $89,490 was paid out in three separate invoices between December 2014 and June 2015 to Irvine. Uh, and the Crown says that Irvine knew uh, was de- that the the defendant had received money that was derived from the Parramatta National Rugby League Club, which he spent on himself. He and he alone implemented the second phase of the deception, which was the sponsorship money, and he then spent a significant amount on himself and paid the rest of players, claiming he had a close relationship with Jared Hayne. It does not suggest that Hayne knew about any alleged wrongdoing. Um, so... It's all before the court still. It's been adjourned until this following Tuesday, and uh, we'll have to see what comes of that. These are all allegations at the moment. No uh, final determination has been made. So, again, all the regular, he's entitled to uh, uh, the presumption of innocence until proved otherwise, but it does not look good. And the Crown Prosecutor wouldn't be taking... Uh, out these sorts of matters on a whim. So there should be substantial evidence there to satisfy the criteria to take out these charges and, um, in my view, hopefully get a conviction um, because these people need to be out of the game for a long period of time and um, they also need to to suffer for their crimes. Uh, Moving on to the next bit of news would be the rumour regarding Blake Austin. Apparently, 
He's rejected two previous offers from Canberra Raiders uh, to play on and is now citing interest from Melbourne Storm and Parramatta Eels. Um, For mine, I wouldn't like to see him in a substantial halves role, uh, possibly as a utility. He has some value to the team, but I wouldn't want to see him running as our six, even though I do still have issues with Norman's off-field and at times on-field performances. Uh, I don't know if that's the way to go forward, but unfortunately... A lot of the deals were signed with players last year because it came along with the uh, salary cap increase. So uh, there isn't a great number of players off contract. It's going to be a sort of swap sale. And we'll touch on uh, probably next week, but some of the players I'd like to see who are under contract that we target uh, from clubs that are having issues with their salary cap uh, would probably be Marty Tapar from Manly and also Dave Clemmer from the Bulldogs. Uh, but I understand both of those clubs are highly reluctant to let those players go. So um, we just have to see um, where we're going to end up. And there's plenty of time to recruit, uh, but obviously there's a couple of players in the squad that won't be here next year, or you would hope won't be here next year. Uh, so just jumping into the upcoming round of football. So the women's, the flag, the ISP and the first grade are all on a global buy for the rep weekend. So that's a global buy. Everybody gets a break, and then the Eels will have a game against St. George in the first grade, and then following that we'll also have a round 17 buy. Um, So a couple of weekends without the Eels in action coming up, but let's jump into teams that are playing this weekend, and I'll touch on the representative uh, teams that do have some Eels players within them. So first, in the Shield on Sunday, the 24th of June at 1pm at McCready Park, the Owls will take on Cabramatta, and then also on Sunday, June 24th at 1pm, Wentworthville will take on St Mary's at Ringrose, and then in the Ron Massey Cup, Wentworthville will take on St Mary's 3pm at Ringrose, also on Sunday, 24th of June. Uh, So if you don't have too much to do on Sunday and the weather permits, uh, definitely head out and watch a bit of Ron Massey and Shield. So there's some rep round of football, representative round. All kicks off on Friday night with the Women's Origin at 7.40pm, Friday the 22nd of June. uh, Televised on Channel 9 and also on NRL Live. Uh, I would have all of our listeners tune into that. Uh, Women's football is going forward in leaps and bounds. There will obviously be a competition later in this year. Uh, between the four uh, foundation clubs. Check it out. It's going to be great. Um, And there's no other footy on this weekend, so you may as well tune in. Um, Well, there's no other footy on Friday evening. And then jumping into the island fixtures, which are both at Campbelltown Stadium on Saturday, the 23rd of June. Uh, I believe they're also televised on Fox and may be available on NRL Live. But the first two teams are PNG taking on Fiji. Fijian team boasts Hayne, Kane Evans and Celesi Fainga. Uh, we touched on Celesi Fainga last week. He's coming through into I- ISP. Uh, great second rower. Uh, who uh, He's got a bit of raps on him. Uh, played in the um, World Cup for Fiji in their most recent bout. And you'll remember that the, the Fijians beat New Zealand, um, who can now be considered a Tier 2 nation, I guess. Uh, so... 
Uh, well worth watching. Hayne playing in the sixth jersey. Evans playing starting uh, prop. And Celesi Fienga starting second row. So check it out at 4pm on Saturday, 23rd of June. These Island uh, Pacific Island Nations tests uh, are always great football to watch. Um, and then moving on to the Samoa against Tonga match. Also on 23 June, 7.10pm at Campbelltown Stadium. Also broadcast on Fox and NRL Live. Uh, we'll see Michael Jennings... Manu Ma'u and Penny Terapo for Tonga. Uh, Terapo off the bench. Michael Jennings and uh, Manu Ma'u start. Um, unfortunately, uh, George Jennings not getting a run, so it's Robert Jennings and Michael Jennings who will be running out for Tonga. They don't have the three brothers. Uh, so fingers crossed Michael Jennings can find a bit of mojo playing for his uh, country of origin um, because he's certainly been down on form recently. Um, it's 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 just a shame to see uh, somebody who is and and did a, a really great defensive job for us in the last two years uh, just be an absolute shadow of himself. It's just it's one of those things where players get on in age and they just it all drops off. Um, so hopefully Michael can find a bit of spark there to try and close out this season on a, a positive note. And then uh, the Denver Test. New Zealand against England, Sunday, 24th of June at 6am, uh, being played over in Denver, Colorado, the United States. Uh, no eels in that fixture. Unfortunately, Takarangi doesn't get a call-up for New Zealand with the uh, New Zealand Warriors playing really well. and They've got a lot of great outside backs, so he was seen as surplus two needs, and again, he's been playing in the second row, so you can understand why. And then the last... Two matches. First will be the New South Wales residents at 4pm on Sunday. Uh, Sui Matangi named in the New South Wales Cup residents team. Uh, so I think that shows you about Matangi's level of skill these days. Um, but, you know, hopefully he can go out there and do a job and bring some form if he is required to play first grade again this season. And then f- wrapping it all up for the standalone weekend is New South Origin Game 2. No eels in this game. But commencing at 7.40pm on Sunday evening, um, I'll be out there. Um, I'll probably be very, very drunk, and I've got the next day off. Um, but fingers crossed that New South Wales get up over the uh, Queenslanders for the first time in, what, since, I think it was last time, it was 2014. Um and uh, don't absolutely bottle game two like they did last season, or otherwise it's going to be another long train trip home uh, like last year. Um, and to all our Queensland Eels fans, um, what can I say? Hopefully they lose, and hopefully the Eels uh, start winning again after the break. Uh, so that about wraps us up for this weekend. Uh, no real Eels in act. Uh, no. Uh, Eels games, uh, obviously with a global buy, but there are some players out there playing in the international fixtures, so hopefully they can bring uh, a back a bit of form into the Eels team to take on the Dragons, uh, who we have a pretty, pretty, pretty good record against in recent years. I think we won our last six against them uh, since, oh gosh, I think it's about 2015. We haven't dropped a game against them, so uh, whilst they're flying high, um, there are some chinks in their armour. Um, so, if they can bring back a bit of form, I can see us getting a win. I did speak to the boys in the Discord uh, three in a row moving forward. Uh, I think we've got the Dragons into the Knights and then the Titans, which are three 
well, I'd say one winnable game against the Titans, but <laughs> uh, potentially three winnable games, uh, depending on which team struts out. Uh, if it's the team that showed up for the first half against South Sydney, uh, then I can see us uh, having a bit of joy. Uh, but if it's the team that showed for the middle 35 minutes of that game uh, and for much of the rest of uh, our 2018 season, then uh, a bit more, um, I guess, head-banging. And one other thing I wanted to touch on just before I do wrap it up is uh, the devastating uh, injury um, toll this year. Uh, So two teams have used 28 players, us and Manly. And of those two teams, Manly have had seven players play all fixtures this year. But the Eels have only had three. And I'm struggling to name who those three are. I know Michael Jennings is one. Um, I believe... Terrapo might be another and possibly I think Bevan French sat out a game so it can't be Bevan um, so it might only be two two that we've actually had all year, again not excuses but when you have a team uh, that is constantly swapping and changing you can see our right edge defence was Gutherson, Takarangi Michael Jennings and George Jennings which is again substantially different from uh, what it has been uh, previously, which would be usually that right edge would have been at the beginnings of the year. I think it was Moses, uh, Moroa, Hain, and Hoffman. So uh, those changes, uh, whilst you know we've had a pretty similar team to to, to last year, uh, week on week those changes just change. It, it, it just really does impact your defensive line, and you could obviously see, see that against the Souths, in which our two outside backs were wanting to come screaming in, while our um, our two inside players in Gutherson and Takarangi were sliding. Um, we had the numbers on a lot of those plays, but the communication was just non-existent. And um, to be honest, Michael Jennings should know better, uh, because he missed his assignment on four four odd occasions. And I know the Rabbitohs can throw that left edge shape. Uh, you know, there's about 10, 10 to 12 different variations, and they ran them. You know, they ran through all those variations and got us every time. And you could say they're slick, but it's not good enough defence. And as soon as I, I said earlier, as soon as the scrum packed, you just knew that it was going to be a four pointer. So um, really unfortunate with the injury toll this season. Um, I'd hope Moses will be back next week. Uh, and if that's the case, I'd hope French jumping back to the wing. I'd like to see Gutherson back at fullback. I think that's his best position, Hoffman, out of the squad. And possibly having Greg Lalesiwau getting a run at some point uh, if George still has the defensive woes that he showed. Uh, but I'm not going to pin all the blame on George. It was his inside man. All he was doing was, was following his inside man, which, which is what he should do. Um, but uh, they certainly had their pants pulled down defensively against Souths. And uh, just to wrap it up, plugs. Um, you know, you can catch Birdie on Twitter at Bevanhamon1. You can catch Ham on Twitter at Ham Sandwich. And he had band practice tonight. That's why he's not here. And 40, uh, 40 20 on the Cumberland Throw if you want to read anything on there. And, of course, PM uh, runs sportsfirstnambucker.com.au. Check it out. There's some Ailes gear on there. He did have those uh, Heritage jerseys down to 99 bucks. Inclu- Actually, 
and then I think you'd have to pay postage on top of that because it's below 100 but uh, check him out see if you can't get a deal off him and then us of course at Parapodcast on Twitter and forward slash Parapodcast on uh, Facebook so uh, enjoy the representative around this weekend hopefully the the boys uh, catch a bit of form and um, also if you're trying to catch it uh, enjoy the uh, World Cup Socceroos played pretty well against France the other night uh, certainly better than I thought um, and unlucky to go down to uh, uh, two goals that were, were probably probably warranted at the end of the day um, I thought that was a, 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 a lucky not to be a card um, for the first goal which was a penalty shot and then the second one was just a, a, a great shot keeper just a bit off his line and uh, one of those things where it bounced in as opposed to bouncing out uh, luck of the draw um, but the boys should be up for it uh, against uh, I think Denmark's next on Thursday evening so tomorrow night from when we record this alright well enjoy the rugby league this weekend and we'll catch you next time on the Para Podcast. hopefully some of my co-hosts will be back uh, so you don't just have to hear me rambling on cheers Yeah.